Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crucial Talks podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sadam. I hope you've enjoyed the last three episodes where I had the opportunity to interview Nicole Carlson, Rocky Romanella, and Jeffrey Davidson. If you haven't had a chance to listen to those episodes, please do. I was able to tie everything they were saying into the foundations of the Crucial Talks podcast. Each one hit a different foundation of the podcast. Nicole hit self-transformation. Rocky talked a lot about leadership in general, and Jeffrey hit some team concepts. And this is why I thought it would be nice for the next three episodes to talk about the three foundations where much of my ideas come from. If we want to have influence, if we want to understand what drives people, we can examine three different levels of behavior. Individual behavior, group behavior, and organizational or system behavior. I think understanding each of these gives us a better idea of how to have a positive, strength-based impact on people, either at the individual level, at a team level, or at a bigger level, like a company, organization, or industry. At the individual level, I like the idea of the self-categorization theory to help me understand why a person changes, how they change, how they make sense of what is happening around them, and how they transform themselves. At the group level, I like how the social identity theory can explain how groups behave toward each other, how they behave with groups like them, and how they behave toward groups that are unlike them. At the organizational or system level, I really think appreciative inquiry is beneficial and can help us have a positive effect because of the strength-based view it lets us take. Rather than thinking of problems to solve, we look at how we can build capacity. So over the next three weeks, I want to revisit these foundations. Today, we're going to revisit this idea of self-transformation. I want to tackle this idea because we can use the lens of self-categorization. In other words, by putting ourselves into a new role, we can figure out the behaviors of that role and start to change our own behavior. This can lead to transforming ourselves and growing into better versions of ourselves. Think about this concept of self-categorization and adopting roles. We've done this since we were born. As we grew up, we kept adopting new roles that changed our behavior. These roles we adopted helped us figure out how to behave in given situations. When we first started going to school, our behaviors changed into what would be acceptable as a student. What worked at home did not work at school. We also began to join groups of friends sports teams, clubs, and other groups where we adopted behaviors and beliefs. These behaviors and beliefs impacted how we interpreted what was going on around us. We were able to see the worlds we occupied in a different way depending on the lens that was important to us at the time. Every day we had to pick and choose the identities that were important to us and use those identities to guide our behavior. As we grew, We adopted more and more identities, and these identities impacted what we did. These processes of adopting new identities and roles, in many cases, just happened as we wanted to experience new things and have new friends. If we wanted to play sports, we started to adopt that team identity as our behavioral guidance. If we joined the band, we adopted that identity to make sense of what we needed to do to play a musical instrument in a band. If we wanted to be good in school, we had to adopt the identity of a good student. Then we continued to mature, and that maturity came with a greater understanding of self. 
but the process of adopting a new role remained with us as social storytelling animals. We told ourselves stories. We heard stories from others. These stories put us into characters that could help us reach goals we had set for ourselves. Did we want to get a different job? Did we want to promote? Did we want to be a better leader? Did we want to have a family? All of these questions that came up about who we wanted to be and where we wanted to end up drove us to figure out what we needed to do to become what we saw we wanted to become. Because of this, if we can understand the role self-categorization plays in social construction and how we can construct our own realities, we can positively impact our own behavior. Self-categorization theory is a way to understand the nature of self. It's a way to see that we are both individuals and members of groups, and that placing ourselves into group membership changes our behavior, and therefore changes us as individuals. With this line of thinking, we can now take a proactive approach to our own transformation. We can consciously and methodically adopt new roles and behaviors for a number of positive reasons. If we want to change careers, if we want to promote, if we want to improve our family life, if we want to impact our work-life balance, if we want to hone the performance in our current jobs. In order to do this, we can use the four steps to self-categorization and use it for self-improvement and self-transformation. So what are these four steps? First, people define themselves as a member of a distinct group. Second, they learn the behaviors that correlate with that new role. Third, they assign these behaviors to themselves. And fourth, the behavior becomes more normal as the role they have adopted becomes more important to them. Now let's see how this actually works by listening to a couple of audio clips. This first one is from Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood. I'm five o'clock. You said six. So I can't tell time. So I lied. Let's go. Move out. You're Marines now. You improvise. You adapt. You overcome. Four minutes. Fall out. We move swift. We move silent. We move deadly. Gunny, platoon's form for PT. Take your post. The Marines are looking for a few good men. Unfortunately, you ain't it. Now we will blaze a path into battle for others to follow. Surrender is not in our creed. Let's hear you say that. Surrender is not in our creed. Louder, next time you leave this base for R&R, you'll be collecting your pensions. Surrender is not in our creed. Louder. Surrender is not in our creed. Hoorah. Strip off those t-shirts. Say what? You'll all wear the same t-shirts and not at all. Come on. You ladies look like models. In fact, I want your hair high and tight tomorrow morning. That's everybody. When you start looking like Marines, you'll start feeling like Marines and pretty soon start acting like Marines. Right face, forward march. So in this clip from Heartbreak Ridge, we begin to see the four-step transformation process. First, we get to see this group begin to identify themselves as a member of a distinct group group as a member of this platoon. Next, we can see how they are starting to learn the behaviors that correlate with that role. Now, in these early stages, we don't get to see that third step where they begin to assign the behaviors to themselves, but throughout the movie, that's exactly what they do. They begin to transform. They begin to transform into what they are starting to learn 
is the right behaviors for their new role. And then fourth, when those behaviors become more normal and the role they have adopted becomes more important to them, they start to behave in that way. And you get to see this throughout the movie. So what we got to see from this clip is really the first two stages of self-transformation. First, people defining themselves as a member of a distinct group. And second, learning the behaviors that correlate with that new role. In addition to these two steps, we begin to see that people can fabricate reality in their minds. Through storytelling, people can begin to see themselves in new roles. In this next clip, we can see how storytelling, how telling yourself what the future can hold for you, the positive future it can hold for you, begins to transform you. In this clip from October Sky, we get to see how this works and how it's a powerful way to start the self-transformation process. Is the reason you skipped work today? Yes, sir. Well, you put all this nonsense behind you, Homer. Thought you weren't going to be doing it. Dad, it isn't nonsense. I don't want to argue with you. Look, son, I can't even begin to tell you how proud of you I've been these past weeks. I mean, you've just been doing a hell of a job in that mine. You keep going, you're going to have my job someday. Everybody says so. You got any idea how proud that would make me? Dad, but I... I guess what I'm saying is, is that if this rocket stuff is so important to you, then so be it. As long as you're careful. I guess there's worse hobbies you could have. But, but skipping work, that's out of line. And you got to know that. So, let's go and get you right with Jake. It, tell him you'll work the hoot owl shift tonight. No. The coal mine's your life. It's not mine. I'm never going down there again. I want to go into space. So in this clip from October Sky, where we get to hear Homer Hickam talking to his dad, we get to see a couple of great lessons. One, that storytelling not only works to influence others, it works to influence ourselves. The story he is telling himself is one of positivity, of what his future can hold. He wants to be a rocket scientist. He creates this role and the behaviors that go with the role in his own mind. And he begins to live out what it is like for those behaviors to be part of his life. So not only do we get to see how impactful storytelling is to self-transformation, we get to see that when roles become important, when they become salient, then the behaviors we assign to those roles guide what we do. He came out and said he is not going back in that mine. He has given up the identity of a coal miner for a rocket scientist. And because that identity of being a coal miner 
is no longer important to him. His behaviors reflect that they're no longer important to him. But that role of rocket scientist becomes important. So the behaviors he has assigned to those roles become more and more part of his life as that role of rocket scientist becomes more and more important to him, becomes more salient in everything he does. So even situations in a coal mining town, he begins to treat from this role as a rocket scientist, and it transforms his life. Now, later in the movie, toward the end, we get to see another interaction between Homer and his dad. So take a listen to this one. And when you listen to it, now that you've heard about these four steps, about one, people identifying themselves as a member of a distinct group, two, learning the behaviors that correlate with that new role, three, assigning behaviors to themselves, and fourth, behaviors becoming more normal as a role they have adopted becomes more important to them, think about that and think about the identities that play a part in our lives and think about the identities playing into Homer's life when he has this interaction with his dad. Yeah, there's something up here. Hey, dear. Hey, oh, Homer. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate what you did for me. I know it wasn't easy for you, so thank you. Hey, uh, we're shooting off our last rocket day at 5 o'clock, so if you might come see it. I got a lot of work to do. All right. Well, I just thought I'd ask. Here you met your big hero. Didn't even know it. Look, I know you and me don't exactly see eye to eye on certain things. I mean, yeah, we don't see eye to eye on just about anything. But, Dad, I come to believe that I got it in me to be somebody in this world. And it's not because I'm so different from you either. It's because I'm the same. I mean, I can be just as hard-headed and just as tough. I only hope I can be as good a man as you are. I mean, sure, Dr. Von Braun's a great scientist. But he isn't my hero. So in that short clip, we get to see some more lessons about behaviors related to the roles we adopt. We saw in that first clip how Homer begins to adopt this new identity as a rocket scientist. It leads to him earning first place in the science fair. Then he goes back to his hometown. Now he's talking to his dad again. And what do we get to see? We get to see how important the roles are in what we decide to do. When we hear from his dad right in the beginning, he said he had a lot of work to do. He's obviously coming from the place of being a coal miner, being the guy in charge at the coal mine. But then things begin to shift. At the end, after Homer talks to him, he ends up going to watch the last rocket launch. So what does that mean to us? That means that the identities he's using to make sense of what's going around him become important. From going from a coal miner to a father allows him to make different decisions where he is now going to show up and watch the rocket launch. We also hear a couple of things from Homer that are really important. He says that he believes he has it in him to be someone in this world. What that means is he's adopting those behaviors that can 
propel him into being something different and having a bigger impact. The same things everybody wants. And it's able to help him transform into this bigger role. But we also hear a different side of Homer, that he's not different than his dad, but that he identifies more with his dad as as this broader role of being able to be a good man. And he is assigning himself these behaviors that he attributes to that role of being a good man. And the fact that he can attribute those behaviors to himself, at the same time attribute them to his dad, brings them closer together. That's a lesson we're going to touch on um, probably next week when we're talking about teamwork and group behavior, where when you can bring groups closer together, when you can create an identity that both people can assign to themselves this role of being a good man, they begin to see more and more eye to eye. So another great example and things we can learn from regarding this role of identity in behavior and how it can help us transform ourselves. So to recap, what we've talked about today is how self-categorization can be used for self-improvement and self-transformation through a four-step process. One, people define themselves as a member of a distinct group, rocket scientist, marine, good man, things that we saw in the clips we listened to today. Second, they learn the behaviors that correlate with that new role. Are you going to be doing math or are you going to be digging coal? Are you going to be sleeping in late or are you going to be getting up early to do PT? And they assign these behaviors to themselves. So then the behaviors become more normal as a role people adopt becomes more important to them. We saw this in the clip from October Sky. What role is important at the time will dictate what we do. Role as a father or role as a coal miner? Role as a coal miner or role as a rocket scientist? That determines what people will do in given situations. So today we've been able to talk about how self-categorization, how adopting roles and behaviors assigned to those roles can transform us. And I think it's pretty valuable because it's what we do even when we didn't even realize we were doing it. But now that we realize how that process works, we can use it in a positive way to transform ourselves, to enhance our own lives. So if you'd like more information, if you'd like me to speak to your organization about this, if you'd like to contact me, please visit the Crucial Talks website at www.crucialtalks.com and connect with me via email or on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. I would really love to talk to you more about this. I really want to expand this community of people that want to understand behavior. And if you'd like me to speak to your organization or to help out in any way, please contact me. Have a great week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people.